Thanks for tuning in to our Cypress Church podcast. To learn more about our church, visit our website at cypresschurch.net and join us for our Sunday morning services at 9 and 11 a.m. Subscribe on iTunes for more. Good morning. Happy Easter. My name is Mike, one of the pastors here. and so glad you've already had a couple of sermons preached to you. My goodness, I want Joanna up here preaching that she was some, woo, man, unbelievable. Um, welcome to those of you who are online. Uh, what an amazing day. It is Easter Sunday. He is risen. That's a tradition that Christians have been uh, sharing since the very first Easter. You're actually going to hear where it's said in this passage this morning, but we, the response has always been when someone says he is risen, you respond, he is risen indeed. And indeed he has, yes, proving all Jesus taught and did is true and real. It's the validation of our faith. It's the confirmation of our belief. It's the authentication of our convictions. Jesus is alive. Our sins have been dealt with. Our relationship with God is secure. Our destiny has hope and our eternal destination is set. What a day. Oh, uh, Yes, a great day to celebrate, to be encouraged and challenged in faith, and I am so glad that you've chosen to be here with us today. What a blessing, and what an extra blessing to see these three get baptized. And just so you know, uh, one was baptized uh, in the first service we had, and one will be baptized in the second service, or the third service, as we have gathered here together, uh, witnessing, giving witness to their journey of faith. We also had a baptism last Sunday. Uh, uh, Esther Ingram, 80 years old, uh, uh, recently made a decision of faith, came to that place where she believes in Jesus as her Savior, and now is choosing to live life in that newness of life in him, expressing her faith through baptism. Each of these, uh, like many of you, uh, encountered Jesus on a path of life and were challenged to choose Uh, faith as the Bible was taught and you understand that we're sinful and need a savior and it's Jesus and and then chose to believe and are growing in that relationship and seeking to give witness, to give testimony of faith. It is empowering for amazing life change happens when we witness the risen Christ. It happens today. We see it today in these baptisms, but it also happened on that first day when Jesus rose from the grave on that very first Easter Sunday morning. Uh, Like the encounter two people had uh, with the risen Jesus on that first Easter morning, it has been called one of the most vivid and insightful accounts found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 13 to 35. And so we're going to walk through that passage briefly this morning uh, as we encounter seven insights and seven questions to consider on this road to Emmaus. For the amazing life change happens when we encounter the risen Jesus. And so before we launch into that, if you wouldn't mind uh, setting your Bibles aside or your papers aside, just stand up for a minute. Let's just pray and ask God to challenge us. You're not here by mistake. God orchestrated it that you would be here today to hear some of these truths and maybe even wrestle with them a little bit to consider some things. Let's pray and ask God to, to challenge us. Father God, thank you. Thank you for just the reality of what this day means to us of faith. Lord, it's a glorious day and a Wonderful opportunity to see these three get baptized this morning and share their testimony, their their witness of you in their life. Lord, you've made a difference in them. May you make a difference in us today as we read your word and, and study your word this morning. So bless this time, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a seat. 
And uh, you can take out of your worship folder that Amy talked about. Inside there, there's that card. Uh, do fill out a prayer request. We love to pray for you. Uh, whether you're a guest or a regular attender, we love to just give us a prayer. If you don't want to give us your name, that's okay. We'd love to have your name, but a prayer request is really wonderful. Inside that worship folder, there's an, an outline here. There's some blanks to fill in. You'd look super spiritual if you, if you like, take notes. So you can give that a shot. The answers will be up on the screen. If you're online, there's an outline there you can fill in, and the answers are on the, uh, uh, will be on the screen that you see in front of you. Also, you can pick up in the lobby this a study guide, and what we've put on the study guide is some of the evidences of the resurrection. You're going to want to look at that and grab one of these at the end of the service there. Out these double doors, I think, to the left there, there's a desk there. But also on that are all the answers to the fill-in-the-blank. So if you miss out on that and you really want to get those, you can go and grab that study guide as we go along. Uh, so take your Bible, if you will, and open up to the Bible book of, of, of Luke, Luke chapter 24. If you don't have a Bible and you'd like to borrow one this morning, our wonderful ushers have a stack of them in their hands and they're just walking right down the aisle. And if you would like to borrow one, just wave at them and they'd be happy to give you a loan or you can leave it there. If you're online, there's a link to the Bible verses there. But seven insights and seven questions from an encounter with the risen Jesus. The first insight is life's paths are unexpected. So take there and open up to uh, Luke chapter 24. Uh, in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke is there. Chapter 24, verse 13. It says this. That very day. Now, when it says that very day, Luke has already, if you read before in chapter 24, Luke has already talked about all the events that have happened on this resurrection Sunday. The people have actually seen the live Jesus walking around. Uh, and, and, on the, and so here's another story, but there's some really interesting twists in the story that you're going to be uh, excited about as we walk through this this morning. So verse 13, that very day, Easter Sunday, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about all the things that had happened. Uh, it's Sunday, it's Easter Sunday. They've experienced a lot that week, and one of them we know his name is Cleopas. We don't know what the other one's name is. Some say it might have been his wife. Others say a close companion. But they have been talking, uh, and they were confused, sad, and a little bit disillusioned. You see, it had been a, a Palm Sunday, the Sunday before, when Jesus had entered Jerusalem. People were waving palm branches, laying their coats down. They were excited, yelling out, Hosanna! which means save us, save us now, because they thought, this is it. Jesus is going to set up his kingdom, and he's going to kick out Rome, and we're going to be just great. And it's not quite that. Jesus came to save us from a different, uh, more heinous, a more difficult foe than Rome. It was sin, and, and they didn't quite get that then, and they're still struggling with that. And, and then Thursday happened. There was a wonderful Passover meal uh, they had celebrated, but Jesus did some different things in that pointing to the fact that he was the Passover and that redemption is found in him. And they were a little confusing, but they were having a great time. It was laughter and dancing and, and partying and just wonderful time at this Passover meal. And then early into the morning on Friday, everything went terribly wrong. There was an arrest and, and the guards and all of these things, Peter's denial, all those things happened. And it was a horrific ordeal as Jesus was then taken and scourged and beaten. And, 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 and Joanna describes it, those, those thorns just crammed into his head and laid on a cross and died. He breathed his last on Friday. He was set in a tomb. And Saturday was spent mourning and not sure what to do now. 
a definite crisis of faith. And here they are walking that seven miles from Jerusalem to Emmaus. Not really understanding what was going on. They were struggling and struggling with what they believed. You ever been there? The insight here is we all have different roads we walk on. And sometimes it's a difficult road. And those difficult roads are parts of life. And so the question to consider is, is what am I dealing with now? Maybe you heard you just have cancer or you're frustrated with a dead-end job or you're overwhelmed or dealing with grief or medical issues or family issues, relationship issues. Uh, you made an life-altering mistake or something difficult happened to you. You're battling depression. You're struggling with your weight. You're stressed out, burned out, numb, or having a, a crisis of faith. Or, or maybe it's some good things. Maybe it's some victories in your life, a, a new amazing job, the one you've always wanted, a, a baby on the way, new friends, new homes, or someone newly engaged. Right over here, we have Max and Kylie Rouse. Just wave so we all can see. Wave your ring. Yeah, we are so excited. They got engaged actually last Sunday night. Now, I think the whole world knew besides Kylie. And she was completely surprised, yes? Yes, you were completely surprised. I, I, I gave Max a hug. I didn't want to say anything. I gave him a hug, and he just, you know, white as a sheet, looking, huh, what am I doing? <laughs> and you are a lucky man. But, 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 you know, we all go through different um, paths of life. It's part of life. There are times and seasons of ups and downs and all arounds. And the great truth is that they don't go unnoticed. For another insight from this story is Jesus wants to connect. Look at verse 15 of Luke 24. And while they were walking, discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? I'm always impressed with that because, you know, this is Jesus. Remember, he's God and he knows everything. He knows exactly what's going on. I just, you know, some of the humor of Jesus comes out in this. Like, I'm just going to ask them. <laughs> they don't know it's me. And, and, but they stood there still and, and, and looking sad. Jesus drew near because he wants us to get that he likes us. He loves us. And he wants us to choose to be near to him. And actually, one of the reasons why the Lord worked it out that you could be here today was so that you might draw near to Jesus, to know him better, to engage him. And not just to know of him, but to connect it starts with that initial step of faith. You heard each one of these share about that initial step of faith. They understood that they were sinful and that sin stops them from, from knowing God or experiencing God or, and, and living up to their full potential and, and stops them and keeps them out of heaven. But yet they come to the place where they realize that, 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 that sin, they can't deal with it their own. They need a savior and they they realize Jesus is it, that he was the one who went to the cross and all the sins of the world were dumped on him and because of that, they know they, that, that, that Jesus took care of that. But the reality of that and what, what exemplifies the fact that Jesus did pay the penalty for his sin is that he rose from the grave. No one has ever done that before, nor will any. 
Jesus is it. And he is alive, proving that everything he taught, everything he said about taking our sin and, and, and removing it from us, that we can become the righteousness of God, covered with Christ, is because of Jesus. And it's true that we can have that forgiveness of sin and enter into that relationship with God and know him personally and, and live up to the full potential that God created to be and have that assurance of heaven. These three, and those who have been baptized and those who come to faith, know they have that assurance when you step from this life, you'll step into heaven to be with Jesus. See, it, 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 it's learning of Jesus and connecting with him through time, understanding God's word and worship and service. Now, it's interesting in the text here, it says that their eyes were kept from recognizing. Uh, I don't know what happened. Maybe Jesus wore, you know, those nose and glasses. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe he changed his appearance or miraculously their view of Jesus was transformed. But it was for a purpose, not, not, not to be cruel or, or divisive, but to allow them to wrestle with faith and work through their doubt. Because those trials are in our life build faith. That's why James, the brother of Jesus, said this in James 1, verses 1 and 2, Count it all joy, brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith will produce steadfastness. Another word for steadfastness is endurance. That those, It's like a workout. When we go through struggles, they help us and they help us grow and we draw near. And these two on this road were facing some struggles and Jesus was there to strengthen them. The Lord is always connecting with us, helping us, and he continues to reach out. So for us, it's to continue to engage for amazing Life change happens when we witness the risen Jesus. And the question to consider is, am I willing to engage Jesus? Because it's a choice. It doesn't automatically happen just because you happen to be in church today. You're not always mm, zapped with an encounter with Christ. You have to choose to want to engage him. And for the third insight, faith is a choice. Look now at verse 18 to 24. Then one of them, Cleopas, answered him and say, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that happened there these days? And, and, and the disguised Jesus said, uh, what things? <laughs> like he didn't know. I love that part. Uh, and he, and he uh, Clopas said to him concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word uh, before God and all people. Now the other chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he would be the one who would redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the temple early in the morning, and, and when they, uh, they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had seen a vision of an angel who said that he was alive. Some of those who went with us, went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but him they did not see. Jesus was drawing out their feelings. That's why he asked them, you know, what things? It was obviously they had misunderstood Jesus' teaching. That that faith, that faith is a is is a grow is growing in a relationship, not a list of things to do. We're not just appearing somewhere. It's a growing relationship with God, not just a rescue. But faith is a choice. 
These two on this road were wrestling with faith. How about you? Where are you with faith? And that's the question. Where am I in my faith journey? You're at probably one of five places in your faith journey. One is, uh, and I've been through all five of these too, is, it, is that uh, one, you're at a place where, you know, I, I don't really know much about Jesus, don't really care, I'm just kind of out there, just existing, sure, that religious thing is there. And, and you're just kind of in the community out there in the crowd trying to understand, but you're here today for some amazing reason. Maybe God wants you to become a little more curious. Curious means you, you kind of wonder about this Jesus and is he really who these people say he is? Is he more than what I thought he was? And moving from curious, we become convinced, yeah, Jesus is really the one to follow, and I want to know more about him, and, and maybe I should explore him more. And there's somewhere between convinced and committed, we come to the place where you actually say, I believe. I think Joanna said it was, I accepted Christ. She, she came to that place where she believed. I recognize him and what he did is true. And we commit our lives to him. And then we move into the place where we are actually commissioned. We're using the gifts and abilities God has given us to give witness to him throughout the world. And you're probably at one of five areas there somewhere around in that. And, and, and what God wants us to do, what Christ wants us to do is to keep growing and to keep moving and to keep exploring, to not stall, but to keep moving. Because amazing life change happens when we witness the risen Jesus. To grow in faith, we need to apply the, the next insight that faith comes from hearing. Look at verse uh, uh, 25. And Jesus, the disguised Jesus, said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And he began with Moses and all the, the prophets. He interpreted them in all the scriptures and all the things concerning himself. Now, I won't take time to walk through the entire Bible and show you that, but, but I, maybe G, that's what Jesus did. We're not sure what verses he did, but one was maybe Deuteronomy chapter 18, uh, verse 15. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you and from your brothers. It is to him you shall listen. Now, that was Moses writing that, and he was saying that a prophet greater than him would come. And you can almost hear the disguised Jesus saying, could this greater prophet be the one that was crucified? And now you don't know where his body is? Uh, maybe uh, the disguised Jesus said this, uh, Isaiah seven fourteen. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. That word Emmanuel means God with us. That was a different concept in that time because God was some distant deity, not some personal God. And, and yet, Jesus, uh, the disguised Jesus may have recounted the mysterious birth of Jesus and how people felt the presence of God around him. Maybe the disguised Jesus read Isaiah 53, 5. It says, but he was pierced through our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him, the chastisement was brought us peace. With his wounds, we are healed. The disguised Jesus may have also walked them through the Levitical law and how sacrifice needed to cover sin and, and how like the Passover lamb that was sacrificed, so this Jesus was sacrificed for their sin, for our sin. So you see, the Bible reveals all of this. It helps us know God and to live life his way. And so the question comes, how can I know or how can I hear the Bible more? Because there's a choice. There's a choice to believe. Will we believe in its truths? Uh, 
some of you've heard of the person Lee Strobel, an investigative reporter who, in his early years, he kept hearing about the resurrection of Jesus and about Jesus. He just thought it was a myth. And so he thought, using his investigative reporting skills, that he would go and he would discover and just debunk Jesus and the resurrection. As he began to look into it, he realized it was true and says it's a verifiable fact. Some of you have seen his movies or, or read his book, The Case for Christ. He also wrote a smaller book called The Case for the Resurrection. And if you're curious about Jesus, you haven't yet come to the place you believe and you're curious about Jesus and would like to know, we've put that book in this little next step bundle. There's a letter in here and some other tracks that you can look at, some other gospel message things that you can go through and it will help you understand so that you can come to that point and you can hear it so that you can believe and maybe make that choice of belief. Lee Strobel did and it changed his life. For amazing life change happens when you witness the risen Jesus. Here's the fifth insight from the Easter story. Passion in faith comes from relationship. Verse 28. So they drew near to the village to which they were going, and he acted as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, hey, stay with us, for it's towards the evening, and the day is now far spent. And he went in and stayed with them. The relationship there. And when he was at the table with them, he took bread, and he blessed it, and he broke it, and he gave it to them. And their eyes were opened. And they recognized, it's Jesus alive. Uh, and they said to each other, well, and then he vanished. Oof, bummer. But uh, they said to each other, did not our hearts burn with that passion within us while he talked to us on the road and while we opened scripture to us? They could feel the passion of faith and their belief as they were taught about Christ about how man is sinful and needs a savior, and it's Jesus. They got the connection and realized that belief is not a set of rules, but a relationship, an interactive faith with a real person. They just got it. <laughs> and they saw Jesus. It clicked. I know it did for me. As I grew up, I didn't know really care anything about Jesus, and and I saw something different in a friend of mine, and he began to take me to church, and I began to learn more about Jesus. And it wasn't until he came over to my house one night and said, Mike, you've got to really understand what Jesus has done for you. And he went through the fact that I'm sinful, need a Savior, and it's Jesus. And it just, I saw Jesus at that moment, how much he loved me and wanted me to be part of his forever family. And it was there I made that decision of faith, and it, I got to see Jesus. And so here's the question for you. Do you see Jesus? The real Jesus, not one we make up or others say, but, but do you see the biblical Jesus? That's when the passion comes. And we see personal love. We see personal sacrifice for amazing life change happens when we witness the risen Jesus. Yes, we have a personal faith. And yet there is a community aspect of faith. And so here's another insight. Verse 33 they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the 11 and those who were gathered there together because belonging is vital. That's the, the insight. They chose to connect with others, and I know it's difficult. It's difficult to be able to connect with others. Uh, we have work and school and kids' sports and travel sports and friends and recreation and all that, and how do we fit it in? How do we fit in church? How do we fit in small group Bible studies and service opportunities? It seems a bit much. But I believe Jesus will direct us as we seek him. 
If you have notes, write down Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 and 34. It was a time when Jesus and his disciples were gathering together, and the disciples were actually worried about time. How are we going to fit this all in? How is how are we going to be cared for through all this thing that Jesus, you're asking us to do? And he didn't tell them exactly, but he said this to him in Matthew 6, 33. He said, seek first the kingdom of God. To seek first the kingdom of God is to put Christ central in our life. In other words, as the, the most important thing in our life. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of life. And it says, all these things, all these things we worry about will be added unto us. Verse 34 says, in the Living Bible, I believe it says, live each day one day at a, at a time because each day has enough trouble of its own. And so that's how it happens. We put Christ central and everything seems to fall in place. See, amazing life change happens when we witness the risen Jesus. So the question to ponder is, how can I connect more with fellow believers, this church family? Because we're built for community and encouraged. And like when we see people get baptized, we get fired up. People's faith encourages us. One last insight. It is to be a witness is natural. Verse 34, verse 33, as they gathered together, Verse 34, saying, the Lord has risen indeed. That's where it comes from. He, you know, Christ is risen, risen indeed. That's where it comes from right here. And, and, uh, and has appeared to Simon, that's Peter. And then they told them, these two that had come back, had told them what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. They shared their story. What's your faith story? God wants us to share it. Acts 1.8 says, be my witnesses. Sure, get baptized. That's a great way to witness. But not just there, to, to look and share with others the hope that you have in Christ. Jesus is the answer to life's questions and issues. So the question to ponder is, how can we be a better witness for Jesus? See, Jesus is alive. He is risen. So the question is, will you be a witness? What are you dealing with? Jesus wants to connect. Are you willing to engage with Jesus? For faith is a choice. Where are you in your faith journey? God's word will be a guide. How can you know the Bible more? It's how we know Jesus. Do you see Jesus? Many times it is through others. And how can you connect better with your fellow Christians? For we need each other. See, Jesus wants us to be a witness. For amazing life change happens when we witness the risen Jesus. Will you pray with me? Father God, thank you for just the truth of your word. Thank you for the way that you have challenged us and encouraged us and you've given us an opportunity. And thank you for these who have just given a witness to what they have shared. Lord, may we witness truly that in our own lives and be able to share with others. Bless us, Lord, and thank you for the truth that you are risen today. We pray this in your son's name. Amen.